Hello there. You are about ready to listen to a very special sneak peek of our Patreon-exclusive show, Spider-Versity, where Sal from Comic Pop and myself dive deep into the Spider-Man movies leading up to Spider-Man No Way Home. We begin, of course, with the one that started it all, Spider-Man from 2002, directed by Sam Raimi and starring Tobey Maguire. If you would like to join us for the rest of our Spider-Verse spanning journey exploring movies like Spider-Mans 2 and 3 and The Amazing Spider-Men, be sure to head on over to patreon.com slash only stupid answers and become a patron today now on with the show Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. But this isn't a normal Only Stupid Answers episode. It sure, gosh dang, isn't. So uh, uh, we're doing something special here. We've got, um, as of this recording, a mere couple months away is uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. And if the rumors are true, uh, it will be pulling from uh, a litany of previous Spider-Man movies. Actually, we already know that because we've already seen uh, Doc Ock and all that. Uh, and Tom Holland is even talking about as this is the end of the Spider-Man franchise, stuff like that. So um, I thought it would be cool to do something specifically for Patreon. This is a, this is a Patreon um, show where uh, we go through um, the original Spider-Man films in, in release order. But I couldn't do this alone. I'm not a crazy person. All right. I needed a fellow comic expert. Spider-Man expert to join me on this journey. So I reach out to my pal Sal. Sal, say hi. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me, DJ. Uh, Yes, you're right. This is not your traditional only stupid answers, but it is extra stupid because now I'm here to talk about (laughs) Spider-Man. Disagree. Disagree. In fact, I would say it is uh, uh, definitely uh, much smarter. Because you are here, uh, yeah. I wanted I wanted somebody that that was would one would be down to go revisit all the Spider Man movies with me anytime. So yes, um, happy to, but also be able to to uh, provide your knowledge and your wit. And so I'm very glad you were down to do this. Um, you were the first person I thought of uh, to do this with me, and so I'm I'm glad it worked out. And as I was telling I was telling Sal at the beginning of the episode, is that uh. Uh, I was planning on knocking out like a movie a- an hour, like just do a normal hour episode. And then I-, I looked at my notes for the first movie. I'm like, okay, maybe we'll maybe we'll split this into two. And I was thinking <laughs> I should run this by, I'm, I probably should run this by you before we start recording, but it's too late now. I was thinking we should call this Spider-Versity. Oh, I love it. Is it, are, yes. is it already taken? Who knows? I don't think somebody so. online will let us know. <laughs> Here's the thing. You know what? There are a ton of spider-themed podcasts. I'm amazed we haven't created one yet. Uh, I'm thrilled that this is it. So, this, I, and I, I say we take it. I say we, it's we ours. stake we the claim. We claim it. Now, here's the other thing, and I'm sure, I'm sure uh, for some reason, this makes me think of back when I was working um, at, at SourceFed, and I'm sure you've experienced this with your YouTube channel, uh, where you'll like make a thumb, and you know, making a thumb is always just like tricky, and then you'll yes. get a comment like, uh, excuse me, you didn't credit me for my fan art. And it's like, well, did you credit marvel for ripping off like wait this is such a weird thing for you to be mad about me mad at me about considering what you did (laughs) right right yeah yeah because that's not your image yeah that you doctored yeah you don't made into fan art you don't own that character so i don't know anyway whatever uh no no need to get there uh uh talking about uh years old grudges um true so before we get we're obviously starting with the first um spider-man 
um, theatrical film back from 2002. Yes. But before we dive into that, Sal, and this is a weird question. I was going to ask you, what is your first memory of Spider-Man? Which feels like asking someone to like, when do you remember first learning about Santa Claus? It's like, well, it's, right? It, it, no, I do remember. Like, because here's the thing: Spider-Man, favorite superhero of all time. Yep. It's right up there with Batman, but Spider-Man edges him right out because he just looks cooler. Yes, and uh, and he's got the he's got the powers. The powers always trump uh, detective skills. But <laughs> I uh, I've been waiting for a Spider-Man movie my entire life, and I will tell you, my first exposure to Spider-Man, I think, and this is just because anytime anybody asks me this, the first thing I think of is a commercial for themed flyers. Now these were these little like airplane things made of garbage that had characters like emblazoned yes. on the side and people threw them and they sailed through the air and i remember distinctively one kid in the commercial saying something to the effect of get him spidey <laughs> and i was like spidey mm-hmm. and so i remember being cash maybe even tangentially aware it might have been the end credits for Muppet Babies, that was my first exposure to Spider-Man. Oh, Because, dang. of course, Muppet Babies was a Marvel Entertainment property, and this amazing three-dimensional caricature of Spider-Man drops from the, from the, from the sky and then crawls towards you. And I was like, that it was one of those moments. Not unlike a post-credit scene in a certain Venom movie where someone just looks at the screen and says, that guy, and then licks the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like that. And I remember just being like, I, was, I, was, I remember being personally upset that some kid casually referred to Spider-Man as Spidey. <laughs> Little did I know, because I hadn't read the comics yet, that's his moniker. That's his name. call him. Uh, that's uh, his affectionately referred to a title. So yeah. many things to think of, like you looking at the screen either erotically or wanting you know, to eat the guy? Ambiguous. Has to, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pre-double digits old <laughs> at that point, yeah. but... Who knows what latent no. feelings I might have for the wall crawl? I was more expressing my questions about the 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 uh, theoretical uh, post credit scene you were saying. It's like, wait, what emotions going oh, what on is there? He doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, right. yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we have no idea. Um, yeah, I had forgotten that. Um, for one, it's easy to forget that that Marvel was pumping out a lot of those. Like it was his own animated production company back then. Yeah. Uh, but and I haven't thought about that that uh production logo sting until right? just this moment decades i haven't thought about that <laughs> same here no it was like when you when you said that it triggered i was like oh my god it was like it's blue and red yep. and it just but that was tight yep and uh nothing like it since but yeah that was the first exposure to spider-man and it just it never stopped and then i would just i remember actually getting my first spider-man comic from a grocery store rack yeah back when you could do and, that uh, and then and then finding out there are comic book stores much to the chagrin of my mom yeah and <laughs> uh, and yeah and then that was the end of it that and then was, it's that was the beginning of the end the comic store the comic store it can be a little tricky especially when you're younger trying to navigate like it's especially back then i think it's better now but it had its own like little little culture i remember when i was in probably high school and i was like maybe i'll start checking out this comic things again and i went to a comic shop and there was definitely a guy watching hentai hentai in the back office like you could fucking <laughs> hear it it was loud and i was oh, like no mm, maybe maybe this isn't for me and it took me another couple of years to be like all right i can I, let me <laughs> yeah i that would be enough for me to be like well yeah. goodbye yeah. and just never come back yeah so i guess comics Oof. aren't my thing i'm i'm uh, i'm heading out right so uh uh and the other question is um th- do you remember seeing this movie for the first time back in 2000? Yeah. You're almost almost 20 years ago almost 20 uh, as years of this old. recording. Yeah. 
Yeah, vividly. Mm-hmm. No, I do remember because I've been waiting for this movie. Yeah. I had been waiting for this movie forever, as as you know as well as I do. If you're like in your 30s and you wanted Marvel or Spider-Man properties, not only were you growing up being told it's never going to happen mm-hmm. because of legal snafus, but also you gobbled up any piece of of moving Spider-Man stuff you could find, mm-hmm. whether it's electric company serials or old 80s cartoons that have no conflict in them. Mm-hmm. Just anything you could absorb. So when I heard... I, I think... I, I wasn't even really that plugged in at that time. I dropped off comics for a little while, and then I just saw the trailer. For me, like I'm sure Wizard was building up, but I had dropped off, so I stopped Wizard and comics in general for like a good four-year chunk. Right around high school, yeah. I stopped reading all comics. And so one day... I'm in the theater, I'm watching movies, because I was a big movie guy, and trailer. And I was like, no way. And just, I, I, I lose it. Everyone around me is like, wow, that looks like total garbage. Mm-hmm. What a stupid movie. Spider-Man, lame. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. Yeah, it's going to be pretty lame. Yeah. And, uh, and I, but I saw it opening night. I, I was there. I didn't bring anybody. I just was like, Spider-Man, we're doing this. We're f- I'm finally going to see this thing. And it hit every single note. Because, of course, I'm sure, like me, you're a, you're a Raimi fan. Yes. So you're watching. You're like, ooh, I know who Uncle Ben is. Ooh, it's the classic car. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's the Raimi sting. Like, look at all these moves, all these camera angles. All the- ooh, Ted Raimi's here. Hooray. Yep. Blue- Bruce Campbell. All these moments are, like, basically just watching it as a big Sam Raimi fan. And you get the added bonus of it being the first time you're ever seeing Spider-Man on screen. Yeah. And you're forgiving a lot of stuff. You're like, whatever, whatever. I'm seeing Spider-Man. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because I think, the and, and we'll get into this more because we're, we're obviously yeah. going to get it into t- the detail. But I think some of the things that, that uh, Raimi brought to it that, that were special were, one, is his ability to direct motion. Yes. Um, is Is... I don't want to say unparalleled, but but I feel like kind of unparalleled within the realm of superhero media, especially more modern ones. Like the it, because oh, yeah. he makes Spider-Man look so fucking cool. Like the yep. like the movement um, uh, and and capturing the way Spider-Man moves, and then having the camera move with the character that keeps that momentum going. Because it's it's a yeah. good the movie clips along. Like Spider, we'll talk about it. Spider uh, Peter's bitten in like the first ten minutes of the movie. Right, no time, but it's moving on, but, and it's like good, yeah, exactly. Let's not waste time. But like Spider-Man himself doesn't show up until uh like 30 minutes, 30 minutes. yeah it's about maybe even the halfway point but you yeah. never feel that it doesn't feel like nope. some of these movies where you're like checking like oh well, it's at some point something's gonna happen amazing spider-man you're like okay yeah. when is spider-man gonna be in this movie yeah because but... i was told on the thing and he brings <laughs> a lot of affection to the character that i think is in um uh the movie yeah. as well but i know for me and just full disclosure to everybody at home uh I think it was about uh, 14, 15 when I first saw this movie, when it first came mm-hmm. out. Um, same as Sal, sitting my ass in the theater. And this, I, I credit this movie as the first movie I fuck, I fell in love with. This was the one, this was like my gate. Like, I, I watched a bunch of movies. My family's, uh, we, we didn't go to the movies a lot. My parents didn't like going to the movies or spending money or any of that jazz. So, like, we mm-hmm. didn't go to the movies. So, this was, I'm, I'm, I'm a teenager. I got a little bit of disposable income. I'm able to do this on my own. Sure. Uh, and 
And and of course, we'll talk about this more as the themes of this movie unpack. 14 or 15, I am right. This movie is speaking directly to my adolescent teenage boy brain. Totally. Like there's totally. a scene where like Mary Jane is waving to friends, we find out. But Peter thinks maybe he's waving to her, so oh. he waves. And I'm like, oh, I know that no. feeling. <laughs> you know that. You knew it was before they even do the reveal. Yes. You know. You know. You're like, you him. idiot. She's not waving oh. at you. You dumb piece of shit. <laughs> They're not waving at me. Yeah. So and so, <laughs> yeah. like, it, it's just a perfect. And of course, the the kind of like this this superhero renaissance, like you, and I think like most people, like you're into comics as a kid, and then you're like, well, maybe if I want girls to talk to me, maybe I should start reading comic books. Yep. And you fall off, and and then and then, it, fortunately, we live in a time where now everybody is into it's this okay. stuff. Yeah. So yeah. you're so you come back, um, and and so this this uh, uh, movie is hugely impactful for me. I've seen it so many times. It's so many like like I I know I've never listened to Macy Gray in my life, but that one oh clip God. of that song is burned into my brain forever. <laughs> totally. No, I I <laughs> I remember laughing at that moment just because they were like, "Ladies and gentlemen, it's an artist that shouldn't be performing at all at this time." Mm-hmm. Macy, I was like, Macy Gray. Yeah. Way to date the movie. Yeah, immediately. Uh, immediately dates the immediately. movie. It's like this movie will, will forever like scream 2002 into your face the second right? she shows up. They didn't even have to say it was Macy Gray. They could have just said, like, ladies and gentlemen, a performing artist. And then you know it's Macy Gray. But yeah. it doesn't have to say it. it. In canon, it's like, no, no, no. In in the Spider-Man Raimi universe, Macy Gray had a much longer career than uh, in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it, it like was, those. Uh, yeah. It's it's not as. um. It, it doesn't permeate the movie as much. But it's like those Prince songs in Batman 89. Like, yes. oh, yeah. Oh, this was the 80s. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. You pick up that you you love Batman eighty nine. You pick up that soundtrack, and you're like, oh, it's all Prince. <laughs> and I love that they didn't ask him to do that. I love that he's just like, oh, you want me to do a song for Batman? Here's an album. <laughs> right, right. Here's a whole album. But oh my god. Anyway, this isn't a Batman show. This is a Spider Man show. You know who to go listen to if you want people to talk about Batman movies. This is true. So let's dive into it. The synopsis, according to IMDb, for this movie is when bitten by a genetically modified spider, a nerdy, shy, and awkward high school student gains spider-like abilities that he eventually must use to fight evil as a superhero after tragedy befalls his family. Perfect. Nailed it. IMDb summary, sometimes a little shaky. Nailed that one. On Rotten Tomatoes, uh, this has a uh, critic score of 90% and an audience score of 67%. In case you needed a reminder, yeah, in in case you need a reminder that Rotten Tomatoes isn't that old a platform. And so uh, it's definitely filled with a lot of people like, ooh, uh, a movie made after the 80s, but before the 2010s, boo. (laughs) Um, I can't believe that. 67, I would have assumed it was a 90 because. You know, everybody seems to love the Raimi trilogy, or at the very least, the Raimi duology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly, exactly. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. We'll get to those yeah, movies. Yeah. Uh, and the critics' consensus is not only does Spider-Man provide a good dose of web-swinging fun, it also has heart, thanks to the combined charms of director Sam Raimi and star Tobey Maguire. And, of course, this movie is directed by Sam Raimi, as we've already mentioned, and written by David Kep. Yep. Um, and we're going to be getting into more of the cast and characters ever. Uh, as we go in, but let's dive in. We open this movie uh, with the thing that opened almost every early aughts blockbuster, which is a CGI credit sequence. Set the standard. You, you, actually, I think uh, I think X Men opened it right. X Men was just all those. Yeah, that was the first one with all the CG yep. opening, and you're like, uh huh. <laughs> and then Spider Man, they're like, let's use the PlayStation font and just get in with these with these webs. Yeah, and never stop. Oh, and actually, that, I think this, this is pre the PlayStation. PlayStation font saw the success yes. of that movie and like, well, we own that. 
<laughs> right, we own that font. That's our. That's PlayStation from now on. That's ours. We, we own that. Which I, I was a little bit distracted. I think it was PS3 when they started using that font. And I was like... That's just the Spider-Man That's just font. the Spider-Man <laughs> font. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, so, very weird. Um, uh, we open with the early uh, CG sequence or in this opening sequence of pretty much any David Fincher movie post this. Um, <laughs> and we have that Danny Elfman score, which uh, is still great. I still yep. uh, yeah, love it. Danny Elfman. And I got to feel like Danny Elfman is still kind of the go-to guy for superhero music, superhero yeah. music to the point where um just we used it used him in his beloved uh cut of justice, justice league. league cut yes <laughs> yes and i think he did a pass on the avengers theme i i think you're right i think you're right i i i, I remember that as well didn't wait did he do avengers or age of ultron or one of the avengers I think he did Ultron. I think he did one of the... Because I know there's three different composers that did the theme for Age of Ultron, and you can hear them all, and, like, the... the if you play them backwards while watching uh, Wizard of Oz, you just teleport to another dimension. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you end up in the Raimi-verse. Yes. Exactly. But, no, uh, but, yeah, the, the the that Elfman score is still incredible. It only gets better uh, with age, and when you get to two, it's like, oh, you've really nailed it. You've got that Oz score, but... Just the Spider-Man theme itself. That set the standard for every Spider-Man theme from now on. Because they were like, okay, it's all going to be choral, strings, yeah. and just, just operatic. Like, you need that kind of big, bombastic, like, no horns. Just like sw- like, you're sway- like you're swinging through the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, there, and a little bit of a, of, a, of a percussive, almost like um, uh, what you would associate oh, yeah. with, like, jungle vibes. Which I think, you know, yes, going with little, the... Like, yeah, going with the, like the swinging and the and you know the the well the animalistic jungle. nature of the character and his opponents. It's like yeah, no, Elfman really put some work into that theme, and you can you can feel it. And now uh, I'm imagining like a, a Raimi Spider-Man with Craven, the oh. hunter is the villain, with a Danny Elfman score, and the whoops, <laughs> Raimi's Craven would have been amazing. It would have been dope. It would have been dope. So. <laughs> Uh, after those opening uh, sequence, we open with what has to be a producer's note because we have a uh, uh, Peter Parker's voiceover. Like, whoa, who am I? Well, you're about ready Nobody to asked, find out. Here we go. Yeah, no, that never that 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 works in the movie. Like in 2002, you're like right on. Yes, <laughs> you don't need it ever again. I, I would almost be like, can we cut that? Like in future versions of this movie, like we don't need that because then you carry it over in the second one, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa nobody asked. Yeah, least, no, we especially didn't ask this. the second time. I'm not a big uh, overall. I'm not a big fan of voiceover. I I give it a little bit of leeway if something is trying to evoke um, a noir aesthetic, but I always yes. in my brain I always have the question of like Veronica Mars gets a lot of mileage out of it, and I'll, I'll hmm. tend to forgive that. But like, uh, and the new movie Reminiscence uses it. But Reminiscence does what I what what I like because I think. Oh, uh, now I'm requiring myself to remember that movie, and I sure don't. I think <laughs> we show who he's talking to in that movie. A better mm. example that I know is true is um, we have some voiceover on Iron Man three, which Man 3. was out of place. But then the stinger's like, oh, he's telling this to Bruce Banner, and it's like, great. You know what right. I mean? Like I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, that's. Uh, yeah, it's <clears throat> almost kind of funny. Like it's it's like they did the 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 voiceover for a joke, like yeah, for yeah, a yeah. gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is not. This is a very. This uh, fortunately, very it's not like a. It's not like we open with like Peter falling. Like, how did I get in this situation six weeks yeah. earlier? Thankfully, <laughs> it wasn't we always like this. Yeah, yeah thankfully, we don't, we don't get that. <laughs> we don't do that. Thank God. Um, and so he's he's late for the bus. 
And this is where I, I've heard this described, and I think this is a perfect way to describe it, that, that the high school is depicted in Spider-Man movies is not the way high school is. It's the way high school feels. You totally nailed it. That is, I would go so far as say that's this movie. Yes. Like, the, the entire Raimi trilogy is a hyper-stylized version of reality mm-hmm. where you can rent an apartment in New York City for... 20 bucks yeah yeah yeah. where your landlord will take 20 dollars and leave you alone for the day as opposed to just evicting you yes (laughs) like there there's a lot of that in this movie where it's just like i need to work in the city i will work at the restaurant like (laughs) (laughs) yes i need to go to university and i will go to you know like there's a lot of those things it's like i went to high school (laughs) i am the nerd you know like and, and, and he's the jock, which is yeah. why he looks 20 years older than me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and yeah. this gets into another thing that the, that people criticize this movie for, uh, uh, I think rightfully so, is that is that all of the – in this high school sequence, all of the actors look at least 30. They, they There's <laughs> there's no denying it. And when it. But I will say, first time seeing it, maybe even the fifth time seeing it, blinders. I don't even care. Yeah, he not... doesn't – well, for one thing, anybody that's watched any high school set movie from the early 2000s – we're this used is, to that. This is what we did. This is how we did <laughs> things. Right. Uh, uh, it's just, it's just the way. It's just the way it is. And yep. maybe it's better than like, you know, forcing kids to act like that. That tends not to work out. Great. Right, Harry Potter work kids, fourteen hour days. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter kids seem to be fine. Other than that, it seems a little bit dicey. Yes. Um, and and the other funny addendum to this is when we were on we're on the bus. I guess the bus is going to the field trip. Whatever. Next scene, we're in the field trip, and I right. like that the TA teacher looks twelve. Like he looks okay. So <laughs> I'm so I'm I'm amazed. You're the only other person on this earth who's ever noticed it like I did. That was first time seeing it. I'm like, why is this teacher a child? And he is so much younger than everyone in the room. Wait, pause. The, so the, pause this movie. I know he's going to get bitten by a radioactive spider, but should we spend some time with Doogie Howser over here? How did he right. become a TA, <laughs> and he's saying things that like old teachers say. Like yes. he has, like he he has that like I kid you not moment. I'm like, oh my god, my my history teacher used to say it all the time. But you're like 12. Like, yeah, you're a child. You're way younger than Tobey Maguire. And I remember I got into an argument with a friend of mine because he was like, no, he looks like every teacher. He's probably a teacher assistant. And I'm like, okay, but he's still in high school. Like mm-hmm. everyone in this in this room is at least five years older than this guy who yeah. works here. And uh, I went on the IMDb. And I couldn't find his entry anywhere. It was like a conspiracy. Oh, but <laughs> they couldn't confirm it. But I did like you brought up his little because I will say his line readings. This guy's fucking ruthless. Like he is like, yeah, I, no, this I, guy's I, not taking any any uh, any 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 shit from these children. <laughs> I swear to fucking god, I will fucking kick your ass I, out of this school. You will fail this course. You were talking to that woman's entire presentation. Yeah. Let's talk about how we listen. Where are you taking him? Where yeah. are you going? <laughs> You'll never see him again. He's not going to. But anyway, <laughs> so, so to uh, do a brief aside on everybody's age, because I was curious, as, uh, during the filming of this movie, which I think uh, it was filmed during 2000, it got delayed to 2002, it was supposed to come out in 2001. Gee, I wonder why. Ah, um, uh, yeah. The teaser will tell you all about it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Um, so uh, Tobey Maguire, as of filming, was 26. Um, okay. Kirsten Dunst was 20 and James Franco was 24 compared yeah. to uh, Andrew Garfield when he was filming uh, filming Amazing Spider-Man was actually 27 oh my god and and Tom Holland as when filming Civil War was 19 so like not a massive age gap but Tom Holland of of them all is the baby closest at yeah. least he was a teenager well and even then <laughs> well and even then as he's gotten all the kid looks the same Yes, <laughs> he, the, he's got a young face. Yeah. He really nails it. No, it's, they, thank goodness. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like when I, I'm watching um, uh, Only Murders in the Building, 
And Selena oh, Gomez yeah. in, is in that, and she's thirty, and but she looks she 15. looks like yeah, she looks like she did on was it Nickelodeon? I don't remember. Yeah, I think uh, Disney Channel. I think Disney, it was the okay. Wizards of Waverly Place. Thank you, Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah. So this Great is show. where this is the where we get the the brutal heart wrenching wave sequence. We were where Mary Jane waves at her friends, oh. and Peter thinks thinks it's for him. Uh, mm-hmm. We also get uh, Harry pulls up in the rolls with Norman. And Great scene. It's a great scene, and one thing I like about all this, and I didn't, I, I think because I'm used to watching this movie is just like enjoying it, like just yeah. a pure nostalgia shot. If watching it more critically, I like how economical it is. Like within oh, yeah. ten minutes, we get all the major players. We get like in that scene in the roles, we get Norman's relationship to Harry and how that affects his relationship with Peter. And yep. you know what I mean? Like all the information you need to understand this movie is in like this ten minutes. Yeah, no, it's a tight movie. This Ramy is economically telling this movie. It, this is a movie that Sam Raimi, you know, Army of Darkness could never have made. Yeah, yeah. But posts everything, like in, in a post-Evil Dead headspace where he's kind of like, I'm not making any more of those movies. I'm moving in another direction. Like, yeah. this dude makes a tight movie. Yep, yep. Like, what? there's no fat. You can't cut anything out of this movie without it, like, losing something valuable. And again, well, especially with uh, blockbusters, like, ballooning into two and a half, almost three hours oh. long. And it's like, yeah, you but you we can we can do this right we can yeah we've we done have this. the it's technology done. <laughs> yeah we have editing we can we can have economical scenes where characters literally have fun interplay mm-hmm. like i remember the jetta line when norman osborne's like you want yeah. to trade in my car for a jetta just because you flunked out every private school i went to like that killed yeah. And I think it's because most of the people at the time seeing the movie in the theater were driving Jetta. Yeah, they drove in on a Jetta. <laughs> and I also like, and we'll get into this more, but like, um, uh, I love Willem Dafoe. Like, I think this, as a kid, this was my first exposure to Willem Dafoe. Like, I wasn't uh, popping in Last Temptation of Christ when I was a kid. Oh, um, yeah. And of course, he's like a lot of, I, I paid attention to J.K. Simmons is another one where this is my first time seeing him. Never now, seen like, him. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. We, we need to dedicate an entire episode to J.K. Simmons. One hundred percent. We'll get and, there. But like Willem Dafoe, like the the way he's able to play such a heightened character, um, and like we get the iconic line here, like I'm something of a scientist myself. Oh my god, Raimi memes. Yes, <laughs> good stuff. That was in the trailer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yep. So uh, they they um uh, uh were the the uh, presentation and this is also a good way that as they're talking about the genetically altered super spiders because we now know no radiation you, yeah if you were time. to radiate a spider it would it would just die <laughs> just right well also we're not gonna have open displays of radiation between two gigantic <laughs> cylinders like we're not doing that that's just, that didn't exist in 1964 it certainly or 62 this certainly didn't exist in 2002 yeah and listen it does does having it be genetically altered make any more sense to why it would affect Peter no what's the but, purpose of this second what wait, wait why are we making these super spiders yeah. what's going on they'll devour us all and so uh uh but uh but again talking about the 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 different abilities the spiders have are like hey, okay, this, hey this is the ability spider-man has uh and what's interesting is the only ability that's mentioned that's not a spider-man 
uh, power is not mentioned by the person doing the presentation. It's mentioned by Peter, which yes. is the spider being able to hide into its surroundings, which then Harry promptly uses to flirt with Mary Jane after Peter basically dares him to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. No, they, this this this. This movie does a great job of showing you and then breaking the bro code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Big time. Big time. But I do love it because they're, you know, it's an adult making this movie. So, you know, later when he's just like, you didn't make a move. He's like, you're right. No, <laughs> it, it's that's fair. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> I'm going to resent a, you forever. Yeah. But like, it's but, fair. I'm going to hold this in my heart as a grudge. But, you know, but you're then not he does wrong. Tear him down later. And it's like, oh, man, you know, you got to respect. Like, listen, you, you didn't shake your shot. He took the shot. But you don't then go like, well, you know, Harry, he doesn't live on a little place I like to call Earth. Oh, yeah, it's true. You're living with the man for free. Well, yeah, we, well, we're going to get into that. The fact that I, I kind of like the fact that Tommy Wire is Peter is a dick like he's a total dick yeah he's he's an asshole like and which was part of what makes i think the struggle with power and responsibility like that's not a struggle like captain america has no it's a struggle (laughs) peter has because peter's kind of an asshole right right like i yeah no he i think he becomes more of a jerk in two than one but in one he's just he's the kind of jerk that david cope is able to write like yeah cope is like a I like to think of him as a hack, although he wrote Jurassic Park, but he's just like, I need somebody to write this. Give it to David. He'll do it. Yeah, exactly. He just, he, what is his character? And like, if he needs a personality, he's kind of a jerk. That's like, I add that element to him. And Peter's just a casualty of Cope's shorthand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, I also like that Peter is bit by the spider as he's taking the picture of Mary Jane. And it's again, it's another way for the movie to go like, hey, these are the two things that matter. Yep, we're focusing on two things in this movie, spider powers and Mary Jane romance story. Yep. I love that scene. There's a great shot where she's like, she's just playing for the camera. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, just I remember that immediately endeared me to the character. Yeah, yeah, and it's, said, yeah. It's one of those elements also that, like, I remember as, as a kid, like, it, the, I think the two things to, to as a fan to get adjusted to, and we'll get into the organic web shooters later. Oh. Yes. But but also the fact that basically Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy have been merged into one character for this movie. They have to, and yeah. and it's and it's one of those. Now looking back, it's like. I, it's smart. Like, it's one of those, like, I, I, now that we live in a world where there is an expanded movie universe where you could right. theoretically do both. Yeah. Cool. Do that. But but at the time, like, when this might be the only Spider-Man movie you get, it's like, well, here you go. What do you Here's- know about... For Raimi, it's like, what do I know about Spider-Man that has, like, the highest stakes? Uh, Girl He Loves, Green Goblin, Bridge. Yeah. I got to get all those things in this movie, and I can't just be like, oh, and it's Gwen, and oh, she dies at the end. Yeah, we, we're not going to be able to do that one. I, I, I do, Although I do think uh, I heard that David Fincher was offered the movie, and he was going to do that. Oh, no question. <laughs> but I think I think it's good that they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, no, this, this is you, – you need that. This is a romance movie. This is an opera. This is yeah. not like your tr- – this is not a – this is not a Nolan Batman movie, nor mm-hmm. is this an MCU Marvel movie. This is a exaggerated fiction. It, it's, it's the closest thing to a comic book movie you yeah. can get. Yeah, and I think that was the one thing that this movie did a really good job is capturing the feeling you had when you read, read one of the comics. Like, oh, this yep. feels right. Yes, uh, which yeah, it feels none, right. None of them Even if it's really- wrong. It, it, none of them none, none of them really like even even as great as like the Tim Burton Batman movies were they they were Tim Burton movies yeah and so it didn't have that same feel not that necessarily no. they needed to but it was that that was so fresh here yes yes no, so it's true after this field trip sequence uh, uh we finally meet uh May and Ben and this goes to another thing I like about these movies uh is little humanizing 
beats that you're like, oh, I get these people as people. So like when when Ben's uh, screwing the light bulb and uh, May's like, don't fall on your ass. It's like, oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They like each other. They know each other. They can uh, they can uh, rib each other a little bit. Yeah, no, it, it, that again, more shorthand. It's brilliant. I think it's better here than it is in two. In two, they do the same thing, and it's just it's just clunky. In this, it's just like you know, Uncle Ben gives his little speech. He likes to give speeches. <laughs> uh, Aunt May, she's cute and fun. You know, she does her thing. Little she, sassy. She does the Aunt May thing. She's a little sassy. She's yeah, a you know, sass. you, it's a little more mo- a little more modern Aunt May. Uh, Cliff Robertson, who I hadn't seen since like Escape from New York, uh, mm-hmm. is doing a really, really much more. Uh, no, Escape from L.A. I'm sorry, he's the president in Escape from L.A. Nice, uh, but yeah, he's uh, his uncle Ben. Great, uh, Michelangelo. We're painting the kitchen. You mm-hmm. are sad when he doesn't paint the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, that little beat. You know, and we're, yeah, after after he gets the powers, and it's and it's another great example of like of like, and because I think that's part of what makes. Peter a dick in this movie is he in no sense you look at him he's not believably a high schooler in his behavior he is believably a young man that like yeah man if you got fucking superpowers you're blowing off you're you're straight up forgetting about painting the kitchen are you fucking kidding me (laughs) yeah you're gonna play you're gonna play with webs more than you're gonna yeah listen what adolescent boy wasn't playing with their webs anyway (laughs) especially with a can of Diet Coke and I do uh, uh, Dr. Pepper Dr. Pepper we gotta get the ad plug right we gotta get it right so uh the uh, something else I wanted to touch on is why are May and Uncle Ben so goddamn old? Like this right. is very much accurate to the comics when yes. May, the May is like old as shit. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if maybe it's because in the 60s you only lived to be like 45. So like May's actually only like mid 40s. Right? But it's times <laughs> she were looks harder. Pretty bad. I mean, like in <laughs> even in 62, she looks geriatric. Yes. But uh, Rosemary Harris does a nice job of at least giving some like life to the character and making her. You're, she's older, but she's not like she's not Marissa Tomei, nor is she one foot in the grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It could be, you know, I, I'll I'll say in canon maybe they were great aunts and uncles, and it's just easier to say aunt and uncle since there's literally no other family left. Yeah, I think that makes sense, and it's and there is a ring to aunt. Aunt May, it's like, yeah, why didn't Stanley and Stevie go make it like the grandma or something? If we're gonna make right? her look so old, but again, you know, sixties. It's like when you look at like we like we just talked about how like old these people look, but if you look at like high school high school photos from like your parents' high school photos, yep. it's like why were you all forty five? Like, what's yeah, they going all look on? like adults. It's really <laughs> weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, and th- th- by the way, costuming choices. Uh, I remember in that scene specifically, uh, Peter looks like he has a- an oversized shirt on, and it makes him look younger. It's just yep. good stuff. Yeah, didn't didn't work on Evan Hansen, but works here. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. um, also, so Peter comes home, and they're like, "Hey, you want to da da da?" He's like, "Not feeling well." Why doesn't he go to the hospital? Because we get, I, I think this is really well shot, where he pulls the blanket up, and you see the spider bite. You're like, Ugh, and, as a, and as a kid, you're watching like, "Oh man, he's that's bummer." As an adult, you're like, "Go to the fucking hospital!" You, you got idiot. bit by a brown recluse. That is not going to get better. You're going to lose that hand. No, it's, uh, I, I think they're capturing that like. We inherited this house. We have no money. Oh, I know true. better than to. I know better than to burden it and Uncle Ben, like Aunt May and Uncle Ben, with my problem. Like, I remember not- distinctly that day. Uncle Ben electrocuted himself, and we specifically didn't call an ambulance because yeah, we couldn't afford it. Don't call an ambulance. It. Just take the car. Yeah. He was like latched onto a car battery. I had to knock him off with a broom. But his last <laughs> words were, "Don't call an ambulance. Don't call an ambulance." Ugh, it's tragic. Uh, yeah. You're going to have to just forgive it. It's one of those things like in the, there's a lot in this movie where you just go, 
I'm just gonna have to go with that. It just has to. It just has to be this way. So the next day is is uh, uh, every adolescent boy's. I feel like probably fantasy where you just wake up one day, sh- absolutely, shredded. absolutely shredded. You yep. didn't do anything. <laughs> you didn't hit the gym. You just wake up and suddenly you're like, oh shit. And I feel like maybe some boys' puberty it does work that way. It, it wasn't for this boy. Not for uh, me, <laughs> no, I had to work uh, hard for this physique. Yeah, yeah, lots of pizzas. Hit, yeah, hitting the gym. <laughs> Yeah, although we we should mention really quick just that sequence where he gets his powers overnight and we have like the dream sequence with like the classic Raimi skull for no yeah. reason. Skull just goes, rah. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, classic skull with spider legs. Sure, do it. Yeah, and the spiders are literally rebuilding his DNA. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that is that is so Hollywood. That's just like, that. that is every time. Every time I see something where I go, why did you go so literal with it? Like the Broadway play yeah. I, I just go well that's hollywood they're like well yeah. i mean it's a it's a spot like why is bruce wayne hanging upside down in bat 89 because he's a bat because he's a bat you can just see a producer being like well but how are we supposed to know what's happening unless there's a cg sequence that shows spiders rebuilding <laughs> yeah, his dna they always say that it's because that you know it's for the audience's benefit i'm starting to think some of these people are just really dumb <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i think that's a fair bet i think that's a fair bet so yeah. He wakes up shredded. We get a little sense of his powers because he does that like dope little like wall kick thing. Oh, he has that little run along the wall. Yeah. Which like, I was like, that's I was cool. I loved that. I was like, hey, like that's just that's just practical. Yeah. Works for me. How many how many teenage boys were like, I could probably do that and like fucking busted a hole in their walls trying to do that on their little stairwell? Too stair many. <laughs> we also get as they're leaving, we get a little our first hint of MJ's home life. Uh spoiler, it's not great. Love it. It's real, just like in the comics. Yep. Yep, and uh, uh, Peter misses the uh, bus again while he's fantasizing about MJ, uh, asking MJ out because he's a little uh, creepy stalker dude. Yep. Um, and he he's patting the side of the bus, and there's a banner, and his his hand sticks to the banner. And all I could help think was, like, did buses have banners like that? Like, I don't remember. I've never seen that in my life. <laughs> but, it, but you know, my school, like, when my, when I went to high school, my high school did not sell, like, we didn't have, like a like, a, what do they call it? Just a big, you know... The big, the big thing with yeah, all the, the prom, well, like, homecoming, no homecoming, something like yeah. homecoming, yeah, yeah, where it's yeah. just like all this crap. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I worked at a school where they did, and it was like the movies. I'd never seen anything like it. And see, there you go. See, I, see, I was, I was like, homeschooled. Wow, I was homeschooled real. because I'm a dirty freak. So, like, uh, <laughs> I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't see any of that stuff. I just feel like if you have a banner like that, you're basically, especially in like New York, you're like, hey, please uh, put draw dicks vandalize on this. this, put dicks yeah. all over this banner. You're like, yeah, no. <laughs> It's, ask, yeah, it's literally asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So while all this is going on, we're actually cutting back and forth uh, uh, with Oscorp and uh, Norman's transformation. And I will say, uh, I didn't uh, really uh, diligently read uh, the that book, the screenwriting book, Save the Cat. Uh, mm-hmm. But the one one bit that stood out to me that, that uh, 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 frustrated me, uh, but I, I do think applies a little bit, was basically like, oh, you can't have more than one like heightened thing in a movie and it's specifically use Spider-Man <laughs> as a reference. Like you can't have Spider-Man getting spider powers and the Green Goblin. I'm like, well, that, you did. Yeah, you, you, you did. I, I will say, I do think, especially now, like as a, as a fan, I like this because this is essentially, this is a, a basically a streamlined version of how it worked in the comics. Yeah. I will say looking back on it now, I feel like there's a way, especially with, um, I think it's Ultimate Spider-Man, where the spiders are part of Norman Osborn's Oscorp. experience. Yeah. I feel like there's a way that we could have, combine these two in a little bit of a more organic way i think so or at least they could have saved at least one whole scene if they had (laughs) like we could have had the scene where he gets like ousted by the board or gets or needs to go back to formula or whatever yeah in the same building back to formula (laughs) uh but in the same like scene 
Yeah. You know, like it's happening. That's happening upstairs. Peter's getting his powers downstairs. Yeah, 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 like yeah, that, yeah. Where it's just we just save ourselves about ten minutes. But then the movie will only be sixty minutes, and that's not a that's not a movie. Yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't do it. So, um, uh, like you said, uh, while Norman's showing off there, and, and I do have a little bit of some questions about what, like, what is Oz, Oz, Oscorp doing? Because because right. they're making a genetic super soldier, and their big rival is uh, is uh, uh, like an aerospace? aerospace company, and it's like. What, what I, military contract are we competing for? Like, it's there's like, a lot of questions in that. Like when when General Slocum shows up and he's like, "I never support your program." We have my predecessor to thank that. Who the hell are you talking about? You're making references to previous movies or characters and stuff. It's not even a comic book reference. I don't know yeah. what's happening in there. And I'm like, we're just we're just we need to establish. Are you an, that the, the are general you an elected official? Like are you? What is this? <laughs> what is this? It's really weird. I also I love how we're making a a serum that will make you awesome or you can drive this very slow moving clunky thing and yeah this this glider it, it's apples and oranges that, that the, the <laughs> i got a glider that allows you to snowboard snowboard through the air like the silver surfer mm-hmm. or you can get into this death trap that goes about 10 miles per hour it's like it's it's no no comparison what's wrong with you take and, the goddamn it, glider yeah exactly and, and this is another one of those moments like i, I kind of wish like like i enjoy uh, uh the mcu movies but i kind of wish and they would have never done this just yeah. remake this movie in the mcu because right. that the aerospace being like a not because we already saw the knockoff iron man armors and iron man 2 and it's like it could just be that yeah and that'd be fucking hilarious oh i'd love it if it was it was Hammer and Stark yes. and Oscorp and they're all competing and that that thing that blows up with the guy he's just like oh my god yeah. oh, by the way every extra in this movie is a Raimi extra and when 100%. I say that I don't, not necessarily a person who's been in a Raimi movie although you can spot every single one of them but also just uh, yeah you're at like a normal human being I need you to ratchet it up to 12 you're on a, <laughs> exactly and it, but, it, but it goes to that like it feels right like everything yep. fe- like that height everything's it, heightened it, and it, it works for this movie so uh well, we already did the back to formula bit strom poor strom uh narcs uh osborne now being like oh this isn't working out so great yeah and so uh, we cut back later of course what is osborne going to do he's going to experiment on himself and of listen course. I appreciate the initiative. I feel like a lot of our billionaires today would have definitely experimented on Strom. Strom would have been the great Absolutely. We got this big guy right here. Just yeah. throw him in. Just throw yeah. him in there. Um, and, and again, one of these humanizing moments, these these moments that like stick in my brain is when he's being strapped in to go in the thing and the thing hits him and he's like, oh, it's cold. And it's yep. like, yeah, because that's what you, you would do that. That's, that's, what that's such a real moment. That's a great moment. That, that killed in the theater. I remember that being just like, boom. People were like, because it's all this tension. Oh, he's going to yep. do it. We know he's going to be Green Goblin. And then, oh, it's cold. It's a humanizing moment and also just a really fun punctuation. It, it's it's. I think it's actually a little more organic than the current like MCU. Here's a really heavy thing and then a little dick joke at the end. Yeah, because I think the the, the and I think something that this movie does well that I don't think uh, the MCU can is always as successful is cuz with the MCU it is literally a joke. This isn't a yeah. joke. No, it's just a character moment. Yeah, it's, it's, a, a it's an outburst. humanizing moment. And it also works as a great contrast because we see how vulnerable Norman is. And right. then immediately we see Green Goblin. And, of course, you've got William Defoe's, William Defoe's face. Oh. That fucking face he has. He's doing double duty. Yeah, and it's, and it's one of those, like, which is one problem. We'll get into this with the Green Goblin mask is what mask could you create that would be as scary as William Defoe's normal face? <laughs> right, right. 
Yeah, it's a real dilemma. Yeah. They were they they were between a rock and a hard place because it was 2002. Yeah. And you cast someone great who is really expressive. It's tough. I, I remember being really like I'd be willing to go to the mattresses about the the, the Power Rangers helmet being like, <laughs> oh, what are they gonna do? Yeah, uh, give them a break. Well, and also uh, now I'm like, have you, yeah. se- have you seen the the test footage of what they oh, were gonna do with the animatronic? And it's like so that's, good. That's great. But also, where would what that have come face? from? Where where did he get that? <laughs> Yeah, but again, there's so many of those moments in this true. movie where I'm like, who cares? It, you just need one shot of him just, just you do that thing like in Batman Returns where he takes the mask off and he doesn't have the, the eyeliner, the raccoon eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just do that where like you have a cheap, shitty rubber mask that Norman just rips off his head just to show that that's how easy it is. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. I also uh, I got like work from Optic Nerve Special Effects Studios, and I know I have a thousand of these. Like. I don't know, but I would have lo- I would have much rather seeing that animatronic hel- helmet that looks like the comic book that had that could have captured his actual facial movements yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, what a missed opportunity. Well, and but I can't. Also, yeah. I, I gotta I gotta think. I probably would have at least like, could we just shine a green light on his face? Like, I know people will be like, well, but isn't that Norman? But but it, it's. It's look at yeah. Willem Dafoe's face. <laughs> right, right. At least cover his eyes with like some googly things. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, then you're good to go. Listen, just the big googly glasses and people are like, who? Car's that? Car can't who? I don't... Uh. Yeah, exactly. Works works for the greatest superhero on, pl- on the planet. Why not? Why not? The so, Green Goblin. Anyway, uh, uh, Strom is not long for this world. He's the first casualty of, uh, of uh, uh, Green Goblin. And yep. I also got to say, we get in this more in Doc Ock's transformation, but this is yes. where the Evil Dead camera work really like... Uh, really like, pays off. You look at Tim Burton's Batman movies, and it's like, oh, he liked the villains. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that's <laughs> that's not true yes. here, but you can tell Sam Raimi has fucking fun with the villains. Like he has a totally. Blast. He knows he can. He knows he can go further with it. Yes, there'll be more allowances if I if I can go. I mean, with Doc Ock, it's like he made a different movie. Yeah, it's, like it's a uh, literally a, like, a horror yeah, movie for a, like there's that. a horror movie in this movie. Yeah. But yeah, with with Green Goblin, he's like, oh, I'll just. A little, little, little bit, little push. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and of course, after all this, uh, Harry finds his dad unconscious in the study, uh, and of course, an expositional Oscar employee shows up to be like, "Uh oh, Strom's dead, and the glider has been stolen." <gasps> who could it be? Who took it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we get back to school. Um, uh, after the whole bus incident where Peter rips off that sign that probably had a dozen of dozens of dicks on it. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're in the lunchroom. MJ slips and Peter catches uh, MJ's tray, which was yep. done practically and took... Uh, I was reading a thing. It's like, it only took 156 takes. I'm like, 156 <laughs> takes? What oh, gee. It only took two weeks to film. Yeah. It, let me tell you, it sells. That was in the trailer. Yep. That was a great moment in the, in the scene. It, it, seeing all the CG in this movie, it would not have held up. Yes. Making it practical was the way to go. Yeah. And I do think they they use the CG smart, but you're 100% right. This wouldn't have sold. And we'll get to actually the one of the scenes coming up, I think, is probably the shakiest CG in the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, 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 Peter, after that incident, finds a fork stuck in his hand, which sounds more graphic than it is in the uh, movie. Um, <laughs> yes. and, and this is where he discovers the organic web shooters, which, again... Uh, you know as a fan though i'd like the mechanical ones i get that they, yes. how they streamlined it and and honestly i think the sequence actually really works like him accidentally yeah. webbing shit is fucking it's funny it's fun yeah no it it, it works it, it i would not have bought this peter parker being able to build web shooters and i also think the there is an interesting like i feel like there's a scale between how scientifically 
adept we make spider-man like it starts overshadowing like him being a photographer or him suddenly yes. he's, he's science guy like that's his thing and yeah i like that like, just for for the first part of his adolescence he was like i was all into science and i built these web shooters and i invented the web fluid and then when i graduated high school i was like f this nerd stuff <laughs> i am gonna be all about like photography yeah, yeah, yeah. and chicks and driving mopeds like i am not a, like he literally doesn't invent another thing after that for a long time except nope. because he, he built a spider tracer when he was a teenager too i built all that non that nerd crap yeah. when i was a kid yep. now i'm all about the other stuff i just i just rest on my laurels forget all the money i could be make inventing this stuff i'd rather be oh a photographer <laughs> Yeah, I have a thing that can trace where you are based on my ESP ability. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so Yeah, but organic webs. It made sense. The thing that killed me was it, in the comic books, they were like, let's make it organic like in the movie. Ooh. That I was like, are oh, you kidding me? Was that around the uh, uh Moreland in the in the original like um Yeah, that was the uh, other? Avengers was Disassembled. That? It was it was before the other. Oh, it was, okay. There's like weird, uh, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to get into the comic. It just, just suffice it to say, they made him have organic webbing just in time for the movie for all the thousands of people that were going to storm <laughs> from the theater into the local comic book stores and just throw them away because the web shooters weren't the same thing. <laughs> yes. But whatever. We, listen, whatever. we prevented, we kept it from happening. All right. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think my big thing was one of my, some of my favorite bits in Spider-Man is where he runs out of webbing like mid-fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we get a little bit of that in Spider-Man too. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing we need, listen, just like we needed, he needed organic webbing in the comics. Uh, the other thing this movie needs, this is 2002. This is three years after the Matrix. All right, we're not going to do, we're not going to have a super movie that doesn't. Uh, do quote the matrix that doesn't like uh, yeah. uh uh reference the matrix so we get our first fight with flash after he accidentally dumps food on him yep. and for the kids at home not the uh, flash the dc superhero flash thompson the bully played by uh dc universe's deathstroke joe manganello that's right yeah <laughs> who somehow uh, looks older wasted. here than he does now <laughs> it's really weird he yeah yeah and thrown away flash is a great character but in this he's just it's bully. He's bully. Does he, bully. I don't remember. Does he show up after this movie? No. Okay. No. Just that scene. You never see him. Well, I don't think you ever see him again. Listen, after the beating he gets here, I wouldn't be showing my face I either. Show it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be like that nerd kid I've been picking on for decades literally handed me my ass. I think I'm going to call it. Yeah, I'm, I'm changing schools. Yeah, for real. For real. It, it, I, what we don't know is he actually had like a ruptured spleen after the hit and he had, he he died. had surgery. <laughs> so, so many surgeries. Yeah. So um, we get a fight. First introduction of the, the spider sense, which is of course done as Matrix Slow-Mo because it is 2002. Um, yep. And after, again, Peter just... Uh, decimates uh, Flash Thompson. He runs yeah. from the school uh, into an alley where he looks at his fingers and I guess part of his spider abilities are he gets microscopic vision and he sees yep. the little barbs form on his fingers which as a kid I was like, cool, th that makes sense. And as an adult I'm like, no, how how does that Still work with clothes? Sense. How does that work yep. on his feet? Yep. How? There's no explain. No. <laughs> what are the, how do the, how, what are the lifting, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? How do those barbs hold his body weight? <laughs> right. There's just so many of them. <laughs> yeah, there's so many of them. And he, one of those barbs could lift a whole human being. <laughs> right, right. Well, he has the proportionate strength of a spider, and each of those barbs has the proportionate strength of a leg. Yeah. I don't know. It, You know, that's one of those things where it's like, we just put it in there because the audience will get it. Um, 
but nobody cares. Like the, the the thing you need to understand, ladies and gentlemen, is the audience doesn't care yeah. to get it. They just want to see him do it. They don't need to know what it is. And it's really creepy when it is those things when it's like, yeah, no, I have my gloves, but then these things like come out of the gloves. Yeah. <clears throat> so if I, you know, no, forget it. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. work. If I don't like it. Questions about holding somebody's hand. I got, I've got questions, yeah. but like you said, nobody cares. I will say this is not the most outlandish spider ability. Um, I remember playing <laughs> the new Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, where he uh, somehow uh, the spider bite gives him the ability to also make his clothes invisible, and it's like mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> yeah, 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 camouflage. How does it, <laughs> for some uh, reason electrical touch and wall swing wall? You're able to climb walls. Totally down with, but also the ability to make clothes invisible. It's like that's well, uh, uh, that's a bridge too far. <laughs> I I think that's you know what, it, well since it's in the Marvel universe, I'm going to say unstable molecules. Yes, uh, invisible women's costumes can do that. Maybe Peter put in a good word for him at the Baxter Building. Perfect. Like, here, I'll take it. Miles. I don't know how that does with the street clothes, but listen, it doesn't matter. We're getting ahead oh, of yeah, ourselves. Yeah, We're not even that. Miles Morales doesn't even exist at this point uh, when yet. this movie comes out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, so he does he uh climbs the wall for the first time uh and he's understandably stoked and i gotta say as an audience member i was stoked for him same yep all i wanted to see was him climbing walls and we do and it looks great him climbing when he when he climbs up the wall (laughs) yeah exactly climbs up the wall is excited about it starts leaping from building to building and for me this is the scene where it's like ooh, this cg doesn't hold up (laughs) nope it didn't hold up then yes like i remember in the theater people being like whoo yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, listen, it's well, it's, uh, 2002, and then he experiments with his webbing, uh, throwing out so many fun little catchphrases uh, up, up, and away. All DC. Web. Yeah, all DC. Uh, uh, Shazam. Great. I don't know. Did they have to clear that? Whatever. It was a different time. Uh, right? Yeah. Well, uh, they're one year away from the JLA Avengers crossover, so the powers were much more uh, friendly back then. Yeah, exactly. All of the companies were coming out of fucking uh, uh, debt and bankruptcy <laughs> and whatever. Um, yeah. And uh, 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 also, apparently, Hugh Jackman was supposed to make a cameo in this movie and the reason it didn't work is because they couldn't get the x costume i'm like where in your brain did Wolf, uh, hugh jackman in full wolverine costume fit as a cameo like just walking right. by as a dude <laughs> yeah i i i didn't hear about that back then but only within the past year have i heard about any actual conversations about doing crossovers yeah and how they were just like yeah yeah exactly all- it was no like oh whatever no contracts who cares <laughs> yeah just throw them in and it's like no just have Hugh Jackman in civilian clothing. Yeah. That's the cameo. Yeah. He's not going to walk around in that skin-tight leather outfit. Yeah, just have him in a white tank top and blue jeans, and we'll know. Have and we'll get it. Tags, it. We'll know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for the longest time, I thought that Peter said... he made. I thought he made a Marvel reference casually when he's in the cage match. Because when, when they put the chain on him, I thought he said, I'm not the thing. Oh, nice. 
but apparently it's unlock the thing. Uh, I found that out literally a year ago. That's, so for for 20 years, I thought he was like, I'm not the thing. I'm like, so you make a Marvel reference here. Yeah, but yeah, you exactly. make all DC references with the webs. Nope, zero Marvel references. No, no, no Marvel references. I think there's even like DC comics on Peter's walls when he's... Yep. Which that's kind of fine because like it makes sense in the Marvel universe. They're not going to have a Marvel comics because no, that's it's you. Fake. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. So anyway, uh, uh, he uh, swings for the first time and totally face, face plants, which is another great moment because is. that is what would happen <laughs> yep it's fun it's it's just it's a lot of fun to see that got a lot of laughs i still enjoy it uh but him swinging there's a great sh- oh god speaking of like cg they did nail it though when he jumps on the ledge and he's got the the, the web ready to go yeah when he when he moves it the light bends around the web and it, the iridescence of it like it looks really good yeah yeah i think they did really just good one of those stuff. things I'm like ooh, that looks really good then he hits the wall fun stuff good cuts too yeah he swings cut to the mouth hits the wall then immediately cuts to him running good like it's just that, that, that that's comedy yeah that's, it's, uh, it's, that's good, good pacing good time keep things going exactly so exactly. as we mentioned before uh because of these he's experimenting with his new powers he's playing with his webs uh he misses um uh painting the kitchen with uh uncle ben it is the kitchen right that they're supposed to paint it is the kitchen yeah, yeah. Yeah, who paints their kitchen green? I don't know, but whatever. What they're old. Who's who's to say? <laughs> um, and uh, this, of course, is an early hint at like the power responsibility dynamic that is so mm-hmm. key to um, uh, the Spider-Man character. Yep. Um, as Peter's taking out the trash, MJ's uh, running out in her backyard, leaving her uh, abusive, just straight up abusive dad. Probably mom yeah. too. We see the dad. We, we yeah. have uh, confirmation that dad is abusive. Mom's probably not great either. Um, no. And this is a thing for me that sets these movies apart from a lot of superhero movies, but definitely the the MCU movies is we get a moment where it just allows these characters to breathe as characters yes. and actually yeah. develop feelings for each other. Like the the we we obviously we've been told their neighbors, uh, Peter's seen MJ as a kid. He's had a crush on her since he was a kid. Yeah. Um, uh, which, you know, just throwing this out there for the kids at home, all, you know, all of you married your high school sweetheart. Great. When you're growing up, maybe don't put all your eggs in the one bat. You know, maybe wait until you. I don't know a lot of people that got married to a high school sweetheart and it turned out great. I'm just saying. Nope. Yeah, it's it's very rare. <laughs> yeah, just throwing that out there. But anyway, whatever, it doesn't matter. Play the field. Uh, again, I like the I like the economical way this 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 uh, story presents this. So, yep. um, and and it also allows something. Um, this version of MJ is allowed something that we have yet to see Zendaya's MJ get, which is like motivation and a life yeah. outside of being into Peter. Like when she talks about being an actress and, and yeah. Peter affirms that goal. Like, yeah, you would be great at that. And, yep. you know, there's a lot of like, um, I, you, like a lot of movies, people fall in love with each, other, with each other quick. But at least this movie takes the work to show you like, hey, this is why somebody like MJ would be into somebody like Peter. <laughs> Totally. He's the only one who listens. Yes. You know, like that moment when she says, I want to act, that got me. That's when the movie like completely got me hook, line and sinker because yeah. they got it right. Because yeah. they, because Mary Jane is an actress because that's who she is because of her like uh, abusive upbringing. Yeah. She like puts on a face, which she was doing earlier in the movie, which like we get. But when she there's this great slow bill, which is I want to. And then there's just this long pause and then says act. Yeah. And. For me as a kid watching them, I'm like, I'm like, say act, please, for the love of God, say act. Says act, but then she says, like, I want to act on stage. It's 
Kirsten Dunst, I really want to say, like, she is doing a really good job in this movie. Yeah, like agree. People really gave her a hard time after this movie. They were like, oh, she sucks. I don't know. I'm like, what? I thought we were all in agreement. She's great. But uh, there's this real vulnerability when she says she wants to act, and it's the first time you could tell she's ever told anyone her in her age bracket. Yeah. That she, like what she really wants out of life, and when he says, "Are you kidding?" There's this vulnerability where she says, "I shouldn't have said that," yeah. and he reaffirms that she should have said that, and she and she has this relief. And I'm like, "Wow, that's acting, but yeah. like the real acting in the movie, not yep. like the acting she's doing for everybody else in the in the narrative." Wow, like nailed it. And that that's when that's the moment in the movie where I'm like I love this movie right there. Yeah, 100% and I think also I think maybe for especially for younger audiences maybe they were a little slow with Kirsten Dunst is MJ yeah. because because again she's kind of uh, merged with Gwen Stacy and I know yeah. in the comics it's like but, uh, like she she in a kid's brain it's like well she should come out looking that's looking like Megan Fox like that's who <laughs> MJ is but I yeah. like that like this is a more it's a more human, more believable character, and, yes. and having her wanting to act on stage is a, I think, a, 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 how do I want to phrase this, a, a, a better goal than like being a supermodel, like you know what totally. I mean? Like it's 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 a more not that being a supermodel is a bad thing, but it's like it, it works for this version of the character. Yeah, well, it's it's meaningful. It, it's it's this like expression of self and 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 talent, and uh, and it's like a goal that you can set for yourself that like you can build towards like that there's, there's motivation there and there's a journey she can go on in the movie that you can root for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that, that, that stays through all three movies and she kind yes. of has her own arc while Peter has his own arc, which uh, makes, makes the relationship richer and makes the character richer. And I like how much the movie clearly cares about Mary Jane's story. Yeah. Um, which a lot of superhero movies just don't invest in their love. You're the love interest. Like, well, no, the Mary Jane, in this Mary Jane, Mary Jane's a character, which is one yeah. of the things, it, it is important because you made the line about Flash. Spider-Man, I think, has the, if not the, one of the best supporting casts in all of Easily. comics. Yep. I care about all of them. Yeah, like Batman like, has like some of the best villains. Yep. But as far as like, and Spider-Man also has some. Cast, it's, it's Alfred and Gordon. Yeah, exactly. That's basically it. As, and not only does Spider-Man have some of the all-time great villains, but just Mary Jane, Betty Brant, J. Jonah Jameson, uh, uh, Flash Thompson. It just yep. goes on and on and on. And they're all yeah. great. And they're all like um, uh, uh, relatable, lived-in characters. And you can go on and on about their journey. Like, you yeah. know what their lives have been like, what they're like, you know, Joe Robbie Robertson's journey, like from high school till being a father, yeah. like you get it all. And you, and, and he's, it's, it hasn't been a straight line. Yeah. They all have that. And while we don't get like with Flash and Robbie Robertson and this, we don't get that. There is still that like you you can recognize the character. You like, know it's there, like it's under the surface. Bill Nunn gets like like two lines, and you're like, ah, that's Robbie though. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And until you know it, yeah, like yeah, but yeah, in the first one, you're like, hey, like yeah, yeah, you know, you know, there's the you know, Raimi knows. Yes, one hundred percent. Feel that the director knows that that's what's under the surface this backyard so. thing also has one of my gr- favorite exchanges which again i think in a modern superhero movie it'd be like a quip or whatever it's a yeah. funny moment that's not really a joke where she's like oh you're short you're taller in real life he's you're like taller than you look yeah i hunch don't and, don't and that's great too is that's funny he was like i hunch it's funny and then she's like don't and you're like, good line oh, oh yeah 
of yeah. course, and this is whether it literally happened to anybody or not. It is a very relatable scene where Flash comes up in the new car and she's Ugh. all excited about the car because, yep. I, of course, she is. I, why wouldn't she be? Like, well, no, she's 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 lying. Like she's <laughs> acting. They had this really like true emotional scene where they're like they're 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 burying their souls, and then this douchebag shows up <laughs> in his car that he was given for being punched by his parents. Yeah, yeah, and. And she goes, oh my God, like she, and she sounds like the girl she was hanging out with earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is an actor. Look at her. She's acting every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Wow. Peter, and, but that's what Peter so, she's said. so good. Peter's a dumbass. And yeah. is like, oh, I guess I better get a car. I guess I better get a car. And uh, he starts looking through the ads for cars. And I love that the wrestling ad is right there because that shows you that those sons of bitches know what they're doing. That, that, yep. that There's a reason that wrestling ad is literally right there with the cars like, hey, Totally. <laughs> you want some of these used cars that are only like a couple thousand bucks for some reason? Yeah. Uh, and oh, well, you can also get some money for these cars from this wrestling thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so <clears throat> uh, Peter designs some suit costumes uh, who uh, he's a pretty good artist, actually. Peter's, Peter's a multi-talented person. <laughs> he has. Yes, he's a renaissance man. He's got a lot of different talents, especially the ability to make like a million dollar Spider-Man suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did he do it? Listen, this is we're, we're not we're not going to do that. I do like, and we're going to get into this in a second. I do like how uh, dependably shitty proto Spider-Man costumes are. In every version of the yes. character, their first version of the costume is always trash, and I love it. <laughs> yep, agreed, agreed. No, it's great. <clears throat> So he's uh, 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 designs those costumes. I want to say I heard that the artist that actually did those drawings was George Perez. I'd which, heard it was either George Perez or Phil Jimenez, but like either way, it, oh, it it's a real been, comic book artist. Yeah, it's yes. a real comic book artist, and it's you can tell, and it's and it's great. But it's also you can tell that it's so good because they do a good job of making it slightly believable. Like it's, it's not quite her level. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's so. like way better than Peter could probably actually do, but like still pretty good. Right, um, like Peter, you can draw like this. You have a career. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> you're selling your stupid photos. Yeah. Um, he practices webbing with the Dr. Pepper can, um, and uh, he says he's going to the library. And Uncle yeah. Ben offers to take him, and of course, this is where we get the the big speech the power, power responsibility. responsibility. By the way, cute moment where he says, where he, all he wants to do is talk to Peter. He wants to express himself with it, and you and you know it means a lot to May. But she goes, <laughs> oh, "I'll drive you." No, 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 no. I'm on my way out. And he turns around and he gives her the thumbs up, like, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna connect with him. This yeah. is my moment." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, oh. And of oh. course, you know what's we all know what's gonna happen. And so even yep. even then you're like, oh, I'm dying a little bit inside. There's more character for Uncle Ben in this movie than in any Spider-Man comic up to that point. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, and the the in the conversation in the car, it is it, it's such a relatable thing of like, even if you were a good kid, which I think that that's the vibe we're supposed to get. Like yes. Peter's a good kid, but he's a kid. And so yeah. he's got he's the hormones are bouncing around in his uh, head he's like I gotta get a car so I can get laid ignoring the fact that you have crazy super spider powers now which will probably uh, complicate that well yeah but even then like why do you need a car show her that you can swing from buildings swing her across the city dude go way faster than any car <laughs> you but, yeah. fucking moron anyway um yeah. But the the Uncle Ben is the father figure is trying to connect with him. And Cliff, Cliff Robertson really nails the hell out of this exchange. And it's one of those classic where, like, both are kind of half listening to each other. Yeah. Uh, but it but it works. It's believable. It's devastating. And, again, it's another moment where, where you're reminded, of, like, oh, yeah, Peter's kind of a fucking asshole. Like, this Peter's right? kind of a fucking asshole. <laughs> well, they're, they're in, in more than two in this – they're not afraid to let their protagonist be fallible yeah. and make mistakes or look bad. Yeah. Like they're not afraid to make them look bad. And 
you can hate Peter in that moment, but still root for him in the movie. Yeah. That's something that you don't get much. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. And I think it's like, um, yeah, I, 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 I think you're 100% right. And so he leaves basically telling Uncle Ben off, which, by the way, Uncle Ben is driving the classic, uh, classic. Uh, Raimi mobile, the 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88. Yes. <clears throat> and so now we get to one of the sequences that is just burned into DJ's mind forever and ever. <laughs> we go to this underground wrestling uh, match, which how 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 does how does this exist? Like, what are the? I don't know. <laughs> it's got a name: the New York Wrestling League, the NYWL. Like, yeah, it's just. It, but it's, like, it, what politicians yeah. are getting paid off to allow this fucking nightmare, fucking hell circus to happen underground in New York? <laughs> Right, and it is well trapped. That's like at the garden. Like it's that popular. It's got. It's, it's huge. We got the fan in there. Yeah, uh, Bruce Campbell is the announcer, which is fucking perfect. Uh, perfect, perfect. Octavia Spencer as the lady in the line. Yeah, the desk lady who who oh, by that the way. sequence where she where she's like, "Are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this?" So featherweight division, small fry. I remember in the theater being like, "This lady mm-hmm. is really good." Yes. Like, just never knowing who Octavia Spencer was, not even putting together who she was later when she was an actor who, like, was in movies and stuff. I'm like, this lady was really good playing this real person. Like, it was so natural. Everybody in these movies are really exaggerated versions of themselves. She is the only, like, human being in these (laughs) movies. And it's, it's fun to say because, like, it's one of those things that I've noticed since 2002. But now it's like, oh, by the way, it's like a real actor who yes. like took this seriously and like just infused reality into this character. Also, I had the benefit. I was at like a promotional thing for Ma that she was in and she was oh, yeah. there. And it was like, you know, it's one of those stupid influencer things. And you got to go take a picture with her. And I just wore I wore like a shitty Justice League shirt and my hoodie. And mm-hmm. I go up and it's Octavia Spencer. And I'm like. I, I forget what she said, but my response was like, I'm sorry, I'm underdressed. And she's like, it, the, the, it was supposed to be like an escape room type thing. It's like, well, it's supposed to be a, ah. a party, right? So you're perfectly right. dressed. And I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for understanding. I thought you were going to be like, I love you in Spider-Man. She's like, what? what? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm in no. a movie, son. <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 I do love her in Spider-Man. She's, she, uh, she's great. Uh, you know who else I love? Who I this is one of the oh. things that I'll go back to my brain and I'll do little lines from it. And I don't know if anybody else is on the same page, but Randy Savage as Bonesaw in my brain just randomly <laughs> I'll be like, Bonesaw, he's ready. Every time anybody in my life, it is currency in my house where if you're if anyone's ready for something, mm-hmm. <laughs> then Bonesaw <laughs> is ready. <laughs> Bonesaw is ready. Bonesaw, <laughs> RIP Randy Savage. Yes. Fucking, oh my God, which by the way, like. I don't know. I don't know if this is speaking ill, but then you see all the veins popping of that dude's neck. Oh my like, god, he looks like he's going to explode. <laughs> he looks like a human tick. It's um, horrible. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot going. But this goes back to the how this under he's got like ring ladies and, oh and my also god. There's a three thousand bu- going on. Yeah, three thousand bucks. Like as Peter's coming about <laughs> coming out, the one guy's like, I can't feel my legs. He's like, this is not worth three thousand bucks. Like what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna kill you again yeah, yeah it doesn't matter what waiver you signed now and here's where we get into something that that i don't think we talk enough about bonesaw is that clearly he has some sort of untapped ability that we're unaware of because he's able to completely circumvent peter's spider sense and uh, smack slap the shit out of him with a chair yeah 
Yeah. I, the, the way I always justify it every time that, like, he, you establish spider sense and then he succumbs to danger regardless is that in this particular case, number one, he's still he's not used to it. He's never yes. been attacked outside of Flash Thompson, who is a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is he knows where it's coming from, but he yeah. just got hit with a chair. Like the spider says, like you're in danger. Yeah, Yeah. I know. (laughs) I know. I just got hit by the chair. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, like he knows it's coming. He's just not used to being able to get out of the way. Uh, It doesn't hold up when he's fighting Green Goblin and stuff. But for now, I'm willing to accept it just because he's not used to it. Or even, or even like an hour later when he's able to dodge literal bullets, (laughs) literal bullets or brazer bats. Yeah, no. uh, (laughs) Some of the best wall crawling practical stuff is in this scene. Well, and also that, so- that shot. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, um, I remember as a kid when they're like cage match, I'm like, yeah, it is. I'm like, yeah, that's just, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's that, cause, that cause, one dude in the foreground cage. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great, like, like, cause you know, that's just happening. So we can do Spider-Man shit. Right. So you can stick to the wall. Yeah. And also we just got to say it. Uh, light early 2000s homophobia when he's like, great oh. costume. Did your husband buy it for you? Like, eh, let's, that's you know, it sucks. It. it killed. <laughs> Like it, it did, killed. It did. it did. It did. I will say um, this version of Spider-Man uh, not as good as the, with the quips. Uh, when, when he does quip, you appreciate it because he's so he's so devoid of them. <laughs> you know, like it sucks that it had to be gay baiting, but it yeah. was like it was one of those moments where it's like, oh, he's funny. Like, he, thank you for yeah, being he tries, funny. He, he tries, and I, I, and he tries. I like. Yeah, he tries. Listen, listen, he tries. Yeah. So I love the cut from um peter winning the match and everybody cheering, cheering smash cut you talked about that in early smash cut to like yeah. the hundred dollars being like just scooched across the table oh yeah with the sleaziest promoter in new york guy who looks just like william shatner for no reason yeah 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 <laughs> oh he's counting all the other money yeah and uh uh of course peter leaves and he lets the robber uh with the bad beach bleach job uh get away which <laughs> yeah I, the, listen, the, the embodiment of 2002 run away <laughs> yeah so listen we know what happens in the future. Right. Outside of that, I'm Team Peter on this one. Fuck totally that fair. Guy. But yeah, fuck the promoter. Fuck this guy. Who knows why this guy's stealing the money? Maybe he has a kid to, to feed. And I do like, and I know that, that uh, listen, I think Spider-Man 3 is rightfully shit on as the worst of these three movies. Yeah. But re-watching this one, I do like that it takes a minute to complicate the black and white morality of, yes. of, these, of these movies that it's like, obviously we know what happens and so fuck this robber. But yeah. But like in this moment, like hey, fuck that promoter, get out of here! Like, right? Like, I also like within minutes in the movie, we're gonna flash back to the sequence unnecessarily. Oh, um, oh no, yeah, yeah, like we forgot. Yeah, but like, I do like it because that that like because Smash Mouth is like thanks. <laughs> like he gives that kind of like yes. That, that was what I was gonna bring up. That in his facial expression, it's another one of those like oh, that's a person. That's not yeah. just some random. We need a criminal. It's a criminal. It's just a little moment like, hey, we're not going to spend time with it. But this guy has a life and a story before yeah. he murdered your uncle. <laughs> right. He, he has. He knows to say thank you when he's yeah, outside yeah. of a jam. Thanks, man. Yeah. And it's actually a really good bit of acting from the actor who doesn't get to do a lot in this movie. No, but like, no. And Toby, too, where he he does that. He makes he makes the greatest mistake of his life. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, like this is me now. And it punctuates this shot. Or the scene where he's talking to Uncle Ben, and Uncle Ben says, "These are the these are the moments where you where a man becomes the person he's going to be for the rest of his life. Yeah. Like you're you're on the path now. Mm-hmm. Like if he doesn't kill Uncle Ben, you're a, you're a piece of shit forever. Yeah, because that's he, a really good point. Because like, it felt good. It felt good to screw over that guy and help this other guy. 
dude that's a what if episode man what if yeah. what if uncle ben hadn't have died and, yeah uh, that decision worked out for peter yeah well then he just turns around and goes back to the promoters like give me my give me my yeah. two thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars you asshole uh it, it also like the the cop comes in like you could have or no no oh. i think it's the promoter that says like you could have torn that guy apart like listen dude i could have torn you apart right what, what are you thinking not giving yeah. me the money anyway yeah yeah. So uh, uh, Peter goes out there as a as a really genuinely emotional moment with Uncle Ben, who then uh, dies immediately the second the second that oh. interaction's on Ben's out. <laughs> yep, Ben's out. <laughs> Ben's like, Which, listen, yeah, it's time. <laughs> it's my time. Yeah, you need to you need to you don't you don't want to dwell on it, but it is uh, woof. Yeah, yeah gut wrenching. That I remember visible tears in the theater. People who were not expecting it. People who didn't read comics were just like, oh my god, they killed the poor old man. Yeah. Yep. And so Peter, uh, again, another bit of economical story- storytelling, he hears the cops talking about where they're chasing the car thief behind him. Yeah. And he gets a look. And it is interesting the way they, they're able to thread this needle because we just had that moment of genuine sadness. Yeah. And But that moment when Peter gets up and he's like, oh, I'm going to fuck this dude up. Yes. It's amped as an audience member. Like, yeah, you are, man. Like, yeah, that's yes. what's happening right now. Yes. Yes. And this the web slinging in that scene when he's going to the warehouse is just like, oh. Like, I remember as a Spider-Man fan, I'm seeing him do it. He's not even wearing the suit. Yep. But it's dark, cop cars, New York City, web slinging for the first time, and he's wearing red. I'm like... Yeah, yeah, we're doing this. Uh, we're doing this, and it looks good. Smart that it was dark, so that it looks yeah. a little bit better than the CGI from earlier. And yep. it's also good because it's a good character moment because we're actually seeing him learn to web swing. Yeah, he's doing it on good. the yeah, fly. Yeah, and again, right. this is where the Raimi direction really like kicks in because the following the the movement of the way he moves through the city, the way he swings, yes. him landing on the car, the the burglar shooting up through the roof, and him dodging the Ooh. part where he almost hits that like uh, that overpass and he jumps over it yeah fucking gold all of it's yep. gold yeah yeah uh, uh then he chases him to this abandoned you know the abandoned warehouses that litter uh these there's this. so many of them in the east side <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um and it's a, it's actually a very like batman-esque sequence where he's like yeah. stalking in the shadows which it's like same way we actually probably would do a really good batman movie <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, I'd love to see that. But yeah, no, it, that, that Spider-Man stuff, like where he did, he does the the upside down yeah. one thread sling. Like, oh, you're like, yes! I remember that happening, and the audience going, oh, like it was a horror movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they saw Jason in the background. Yep. Good stuff. And then um, uh, he comes down, uh, sees that the the uh, burglar is the guy that he just let go. We get the yep. flashback we don't need, uh, other than for that <laughs> great line. Yeah. Uh, and then. The guy tries to shoot Peter. Peter just snaps, basically snaps his wrist in snaps half. Snaps wrist, breaks his wrist. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, he falls backwards to his death. Uh, that's definitely a manslaughter charge on uh, poor Spider Man. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we can't. We got to keep it tidy. <laughs> we got to keep it tidy. We can't well, have him like tell, telling people that he saw his face or anything. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it is one of those as a as a fan as a kid. I was like. Did Spider-Man just kill a guy? Did Spider-Man uh, just murder somebody? No, no, no. We have that. The, we have the. We have the moral justification pipe. He trips over. He <laughs> if he didn't if he wasn't scared for his life with a fractured wrist, he would have been. He would have been alive. Listen, I got to tell you, I think the leading. Co- I think I did a tweet about this. The leading cause of death for characters in movies is tripping and falling, like tripping, tripping and falling over ledges, tripping and falling onto sharp objects. You just got to look out. The, the the most precarious one is the trip and fall into a table edge that for some reason is razor oh. sharp. 
You know, I was just there's a mo- there's a show that's on Netflix. It's amazing. It's called Midnight Mass. Someone meets their tragic yeah. end against a table edge, and I'm like, the table edge, the table edge again. It strikes again. Yep. <laughs> Thinking about Jessica Jones. Uh, that that's yeah. uh, lady died that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, of course, Peter comes home uh, after uh, kind of murdering a dude uh, and finds Aunt May crying. Rosemary's hair, Rosemary Harris is weeping. Her, 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 her unfettered sobbing with the Spider-Man theme. Again, another, whoa. Another great moment. Not Don't even need a line. You just no let line. The, you just let the emotion sit there. And I think that's where we're going to end the episode today. I think that's enough for, for an episode. So. We're about halfway through the movie. Yep. So, I, this is gonna this is gonna be a two parter. We had so much to talk about. This is gonna be a two parter. It started it all. How could it not? We got to get into and you're because you'd be you'd be pissed, like ladies and gentlemen. You'd be like, ah, oh, how could you have forgotten that? How shot? could you Where, have forgotten? How could you have not dwelled on all those Batman references? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so here's the thing. So here's the thing. Uh, I'm gonna probably gonna put this episode out there as as a as a little sampler for what you can expect. But if you want the rest of the conversation, uh, you should go to Patreon.com/slash/OnlyStupidAnswers. Sal, for the kids at home. Where can they find you? You can find me over at uh, youtube.com slash comic pop. We're almost at 100K. I'm very excited oh, about that. Yeah. And uh, we have our supplemental channel. We do more podcasts, kind of like these, over on a, a channel called Comic Pop Returns, uh, which is in the noble tradition of uh, superhero sequels returning. Uh, but yeah, we got this channel over there where we do podcasts every week, at least two or three per week. So check us out on both channels. Dude, go over there, give it some love. Uh, and and tune back in as we as we talk more about uh, Spider Man and let us know what you what you think of the show. Like I said, we're planning on going through um, uh, all the live action awesome. Spider Man movies. So uh, tune in and uh, for those that listen to this on Patreon, thanks for being Patreon. Bye bye.